What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 35 of Crave the Book. In today's episode, we're going to be covering chapter 73 through 75 of Tracy Wolf's Crush. And in this episode, we are finally going to play Lou Dares after a long-awaited period with Grace not knowing what the heck she's doing. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 35. Um, things went a little wonky with last week's episode. If you listen from Spotify or who knows, it might have affected the other platforms as well. But the episode ended up posting late. It didn't post until today, May 2nd, though it was supposed to post on, I think it was the 27th was when our last episode was supposed to air. Um, Oops. Yeah. <laughs> So if that ever happens and you notice that, hey, it's it's a Wednesday and the podcast didn't post, um, always check our YouTube channel. And if you see that the episode has aired on YouTube, but it hasn't aired on Spotify, feel free to comment on the YouTube video and say, hey, check Spotify and make sure that it's syncing up because apparently there is an issue where it won't sync correctly. But all is fixed now. It's almost like you get a double episode this week. Super special. And it's never happened before. So clearly it was a fluke. It it had to have been. I, I don't know. I don't know. Because it showed that the episode was there. Like it, it was uploaded. But then when you clicked on it, there was just, it didn't play anything. Oh. <laughs> well. It's a mystery. Well, hopefully it will be back to normal. Yeah. This week. But on the bright side, guys, over on the Crave the Book podcast YouTube channel, which is the only place where you can access our weekly Crave ASMRs for your your reading pleasure and ambience, um, I spent a butt ton of time this week creating a Luder's Practice ASMR. I've been working on it for like a month now, and it is now posted, but the timing could not have been more perfect. Didn't plan it this way, but today's episode is the Luder's episode of Crush, so it all worked out perfectly. But before we get into it, I definitely will have some spoilers today. So Amber, do you want to tell them what sound they should listen out for in case they don't want to have the series spoiled for them? Yes. So just like every other week, except last week because of issues uh, <laughs> you need to be looking out for or listening out for should i say uh the wolf howl it plays every week sounds like this and it just to signify that everything before that howl was specific to the episode so it will be based on the chapters that we have read for today and then everything after the howl will quite likely be a spoiler and we don't want to ruin it for you if you have not read that far ahead. So if you have not read as far as, uh, let me have a look at the notes. Oh, uh, it's going to be, I've got it's, court. It's going to be court. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, if you haven't read up until court, then just drop out and feel free to come back. We're not going anywhere. These episodes will stay up forever unless Spotify dies. Um, <laughs> but it'll and, be everywhere uh, yeah, else. You can come, you, yeah. I mean, wherever or else. But yeah, just... Come back later because we don't want to ruin any surprises. Yes. There are lots of lots and lots of twists and revelations in court that we'd rather just keep for ourselves right now. Absolutely. And I've got some 
I've got some theories that are court-related, so we will get into those in just a little while. But assuming that you are caught up to at least chapters 73 to 75 of Crush, it is the big tournament day. Today is the day in the book when Grace is finally going to play Luders after basically learning nothing about how to play the game. Um, so that's exciting and terrifying. They they have not equipped her with the tools necessary to be able to do this. <laughs> no, they've given her like no forewarning either. Like the amount of things that she's finding out two minutes before the game is concerning (laughs) yeah and and normally it's hudson is the voice of reason through all of this but he tells her he's gonna awol yeah he's he says that he's gonna be gone for a few hours because he needs to go do something and i'm i'm just wondering to myself like okay he's gonna be gone for how does this whole how does this whole existing in grace's head work because he he has to be with her. That's why when she was riding Flint, he popped up beside her. But now he's going to be gone for a few hours. So is he just nestling deeper into her head? I don't know. Because we don't really find out anything specific about what he's doing during the moments where he is gone. Because even if he's doing like research or something like that, that's still in the library. He's still got to go quite far away from her. Yeah, where, maybe. Where, do you think it's like an elastic band? Like he has like a certain amount of distance that he can get before it pings back. <laughs> he's on a little leash. Yeah, he snaps at the end, and he's just like, "Dong." <laughs> maybe it's like you know when a dog runs around a tree and they like wind themselves up. Yes, it's it's like that, and then he and then yep. he gets frustrated, and then he's got to run the other way. <laughs> yeah. He, or, he's on, or he's on a flexi lead and she just needs to push the button and it retracts <laughs> like ah Come here, like a tape Hudson. measure <laughs> yeah so I don't know about you but my first time reading through Crush the colorful jerseys that Macy created she's got like everybody else I assume they've got like their, their like crust looking flags hanging everywhere kind of like you know like the stands in a Quidditch match. everybody. She said that everybody else's have kind of like drab colors. And then I'm just imagining like crazy tie-dye like <laughs> flags well, she everywhere. Says, she says kaleidoscope, which is even more crazy. Yeah. It's like, like a mosaic. Yeah. So I remember, and I did that, um, I've got that wallpaper slash little animation that I post to our stories every once in a while that says, bro, do you even Luders? And I made a, a mock of the jersey. Um, I'll, For those who are watching on YouTube, I'll, I'll toss it on the screen real quick. But I made like a mock-up of what the jersey, what I thought that it would look like. And I thought that it would be super cool to maybe someday do a giveaway for one of those. Because they are quite expensive to like order custom. Um, But that might be a fun thing that we could give away. We could do some tie-dye. Yeah, do the all-over print on the tie-dye. Yep. That would be so fun. What do you guys think? Let us know. Let us know. I would never wear it. Yeah, we'll, we'll give I it think away. Certain, certain, certain complexions just don't don't deal well with all the colors. I, I, I dig tie-dye. I wear lots of tie-dye. My personality is a rainbow. I do not need to <laughs> accessorize with rainbow. 
Well, I'm sure that there are some audience audience members who would dig wearing a a cool tie-dye Katmere Luders. We could even put like Luders competitor on it because we did the Luders coach <laughs> hoodie. That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. All right. Next notes are yours. Yes. So Grace compares the the stadium where they're playing the Luders as a very much like a Roman Colosseum. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering whether you have anything out there that's no. anything like like Roman. Eight, 1800s we, is as old as it goes here. <laughs> we don't have anything like, older than that. I didn't know whether you had like any replicas or anything. Oh, there's nothing no? like that in, in the U.S. We, we have Native American burial grounds, but those aren't very big. Those they are usually fun. a hill. No, it's like a hill with a grass hill. on it. So, like, when you are at school age um, in the UK, you get to go on a lot of school trips. And a lot of them are to, like, Danebury Fort and and places like that. There are Roman baths and things like that that are very just historically preserved. Um, and uh, we have those kind of interactive villages where you go and there's like actors who will pretend to not want know what a mobile phone is and things like that and we have i just remember too. just going yeah but i just remember going and thinking wow the roman era was just really disappointing like everything <laughs> everything sounded really boring like everyone just went around and spent their time just eating and bathing a bathing, I'm sure that's what they yeah. did at bathhouses, Amber. Yeah, <laughs> just like you bathing and oiling themselves off. <laughs> <laughs> no, we um, had uh, we had you know, like the episode of South Park with the Pioneer Village. Yes, that's that's about yes. as far back as it goes here. Well, yeehaw! I ain't never seen no <laughs> cellular phone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I I had a lot of like childhood memories where I would I would go to like all these kind of really shitty villages really or like remnants of a roman villa that was like there was nothing really left apart from rubble um and then i went to rome for a week standing in the Colosseum, you realize just how small you are and that's how i'm imagining grace feeling is that like walking in and thinking like oh i've got this and then walking into a stadium full of people and it's all kind of turreted and coliseum like and i can just remember just that feeling of just the scale of myself within the universe within this city within this building is so minuscule like how on earth can i even achieve what i set out to do today and that's without sports being involved all i had to do was press a button on an audio guide (laughs) like i didn't have to perform (laughs) or enact anything all i had to do was press buttons but yeah the the feeling of like being overwhelmingly small is a huge feeling that i feel when i when i went when i went to the coliseum yeah the the closest thing that we could have is like maybe going to like an old football field somewhere <laughs> i'm pretty sure <laughs> but that that's what i was thinking like grace is american she's from san diego so i was wondering like whether there is anything out there to even compare it to, to see whether her comparison was realistic. No. That we don't have and nothing even comparable other than modern sports and any 
any stadiums out there are still used. They don't just leave a giant stadium unoccupied. Mm. They'll they'll either tear it down or use it. So you don't have any um, Aztec temples just lying around there. No, (laughs) (laughs) maybe Mexico. There's uh, we've got some pyramids there. Oh, but no, not well. We'll have to take you to um, one of our forts. Because <laughs> you, you guys don't really have castles either. No, we've got, we have some castles in Ohio that apparently the, the guy was like, he lived in Ireland and he had his castles deconstructed and put on a boat and brought here and then reassembled. <laughs> and Why would you bother? <laughs> and, they're, and they're not like castles. They're like little, they're like mansions. Mansions. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're not even that big. They just look pretty. So no, we we have like ruins of castles everywhere, and they're so unimportant that they're just like historical landmarks. Like they're not open to the public, where you can like pay for a ticket. You can just literally walk up to it and touch the rock and go cool, cool, um, <laughs> super cool. Now let's go because there's no roof and it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> but like even Stonehenge as well. Like I thought that Stonehenge was huge. And it's not. You go up and you go, oh, those stones, like the individual rocks are huge. But as a as a joint package, it's not very big. And um, I, I recently found out that they swapped the rocks a few years ago. They're not what? even the real rocks. <laughs> I, feel che- I, feel, I feel cheaped out. Rubbish. Are they allowed to touch landmarks like that? You're not allowed to do that here. You're not allowed to... You have to leave yeah. leave things even if they're like falling apart you have to leave them alone. The thing the thing is I think I think they realized that it's been there for thousands and thousands of years one person touching it is not going to really make a difference. So therefore they they feel like that probably more people would touch it if they said don't touch it. <laughs> you can't touch Stonehenge because you can't get close except for like summer solstice and winter solstice. But they're just sheep living in the field with them. Those sheep are bound to be like rubbing their horns up against it and yeah, doing stuff against the rocks to be able to like wear them down. So what what difference is me putting a finger on it going to do? Yeah. Anyway, so that that was a Colosseum note. Um, I also put that like ears like a dragon. Um, Grace tries to sneak up on Flint. And Flint, like, notices her. And she's like, oh, man, how did you know I was? it was me? And he said, oh, yeah, well, there's a reason the saying is like a dragon exists. And she's like, what? No, no, no it doesn't. I just- and I think, like, you know that moment where you feel immediately uncomfortable or awkward and you just like, start making shit up that doesn't even make sense anymore just for sake of conversation? I feel like he was in that, like, mode. Like, where well, he was like, I'm just going to... Yeah, it should be. I'm trying to make you laugh. Just laugh and accept, accept the humor. Even if it doesn't make sense, just deal with it. I just imagined a dragon with, like, human ears. <laughs> they don't have ears. Like, they if you think about, like... Use, them little flipper things on the... You know what I mean? The little... Of uh, the flippy days. Yeah, like the little fins that kind of come off. Oh. Anytime I, I kind of dragon, imagined, like... I kind of imagine like bearded dragon where it's just like a hole. A hole. <laughs> I always I always picture like how not not like a frilled lizard, but I don't know, most dragons have like 
when you see them drawn, they have a like a fin. Ear tassels. Yeah. Bedazzled ear tassels <laughs> that blow in the wind. Bedazzled. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. So my my next note, how much of Grace's sudden panic do you relate to? Where she starts suggesting what ifs that don't even make sense. <laughs> well, not not to the extent that she did, because she was like, oh, I, I, I could break my leg. Would you guys get disqualified if I fell down the steps? What if I did this? What if I did that? <laughs> can you play with just seven players? Like, can you do this? Can you do this? What if what if I develop a, a sudden shellfish allergy? <laughs> <laughs> and that just made me just like laugh out loud because I have been known to do that. Um, <laughs> my what ifs just get more outlandish. You did it this morning. The more I, did I? Yeah, with the interview, you're like, what if what if people are sick of hearing me? What if people don't want to hear me during your interview? What if people are sick of hearing about me? <laughs> Shut up, Amber. What if they don't even like me? What if they, what if they like just me? think... <laughs> yeah, that is me. I think worst case scenario and I run with it. And apparently Grace's worst case scenario, because it's the last one that she mentions, is <laughs> certain <laughs> shellfish energy. Like... What what would that even hinder? Yeah, what are they eating right before this game? Yeah. The clam bucket laying over to the <laughs> side? Are you cracking oysters? <laughs> She's sat there with like a prawn ring. <laughs> it's like, mm. Yeah. So yeah, that, that just, it made me giggle. Because I was like, oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> and I think that the problem is, I'm going to take that and add it to the end of one of my what-if scenarios and really throw whoever the other that person would be hilarious. is this listeners. And it's like, I'm talking about something completely unrelated. And I'm like, but what, what if I develop a sudden shellfish allergy? <laughs> well, I mean... And they're like, well, it'll, break the, uh, it'll break the tension, certainly, wouldn't it? Well, you're, you already don't like shellfish, so it kind of, it I already don't. fits. Yeah. But yeah, maybe I am allergic. I'll never know. You'll never know because you won't touch it. <laughs> Absolutely not putting my fingers anywhere near anything <laughs> that lived in a shell. Sea no bugs. No, no. Oh. I think that I probably would have had a better time if it wasn't covered in butter. I think the butter added to the ick. <laughs> Slimy, gris, it just glistening. Like, and it had like fur. I was not expecting not for their crabs. They're, they're spikes. King crabs are covered in little like barbs, like thorns. Why would you eat that? You you don't eat that. You eat what's inside it. A delicious, why would you, squishy Why would fish. they not just serve it to you without that? Because people like the barbaric sensation of destroying <laughs> an animal and cracking it to bits and then eating the meat from inside of it. Ugh. It's part of the experience. See, I don't get the same feeling when I, you know, when you roast a chicken and you, you've had your meal, but then you go back to the carcass and you start just picking the little bits off. And I like that. You feel like a vulture. But I, but I couldn't do it with a crab. I couldn't, <laughs> I just couldn't touch it. Well, birds, I mean, I would say that a chicken is significantly more sentient than a crab. I don't, it was it wasn't the like oh but this used to be a bug or a disgusting creepy crawly i physically couldn't touch it without feeling Ugh. <laughs> i have no words for the sensation i felt disgust absolute abhorrent disgust at what was on my fingers well we now 
Amber, Amber's going to stick to the shellfish allergy. That way she never has to encounter another shellfish again. And no one can debate it. Because if you say you're allergic, people will be like, oh, let me take my, I'll, I'll just take my plate over here and not bother you. I don't want to. And then you won't even yep. have to look at shellfish. Just bring me a bowl of the Cheddar Bay biscuits and I will be very happy. I mean, yeah. And crispy and crispy sprouts. That's why people go to Red Lobster is to get the Cheddar Bay biscuits. Seriously, guys, we went to Red, like Red Lobster. Our bill came to like, what was it like? Over $100. Oh, yeah. And all I ate was one Cheddar Bay biscuit <laughs> and a bowl of sprouts. Well, <laughs> I couldn't eat anything. <laughs> speaking of hot biscuits coming out. Loved that segue. <laughs> wow. This is the scene where Flint comes out. And I went to I went to say that when I first read this scene, I was on vacation in the woods in the middle of Pennsylvania. I remember I woke up super duper early and I had my cu- a cup of coffee and I was out in the middle of the woods in the mountains and there was like mist on the mountains and all the morning birds and everything was dewy. And I sat down on like the patio chairs with my hot, steamy coffee, and I read this scene, and I was shocked. I had, because I, I, nobody was reading the series yet when I read this, you know, part. I wasn't, like, any communities. I, I was, I was reading them, you know, right when, like, Covet came out. And, yeah, I was just like, oh, my God. And it You was, ruined it a bit for me. Did I? You did, before I had even started reading Crave, you said, yeah, and there's a real prominent gay character, but there's like, uh, he's he's not actually like gay as a trope. He is just, he's homosexual and that's it. Like there is no. Yeah, I was pitching the series to no you issues. trying to get you to read yeah, it. Yeah, like, but I was reading Crave the whole time. Like one of these people. Which one? Gay. Which one is gay? And I was like, there, there, there is a very few people that it was going to be. And my thought was Uncle Finn. And that was why the wife had left. Oh, that, hey, that might be it. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Could be true. <laughs> so yeah, I spent the entirety of Crave and beginning of Crush just going, who is this person? Yeah. And, you know, I think that the only reason I was shocked was that because I thought for sure that in Crave, Flint was putting the moves on Grace. But it in this scene, she says, like, oh, like he always seemed like he was trying too hard. And I'm like, you know what? Now that I think about it in the library, he was trying too hard. You're like, I, it was one of those things where I, I was suspicious of him, but then I wasn't suspicious that he was the bad guy at that point. I was just kind of suspicious. So it does make sense. That he wasn't acting like, I don't know. He wasn't acting like a guy flirting in the way that Tracy writes other male characters flirting. Like, he wasn't, he was acting very cute. But at the same time, he was also acting strange. And I just summed it up to, okay, he's he's doing the research with, you know, trying to figure out what Leah's up to. But yeah, maybe there was more more to it than that. Maybe it was like, a, oh, I need to make Grace think that I like her so she'll be comfortable with me so I can make sure that Hudson doesn't come back. But like, I feel like Flint was just tying himself in all of these like, like this tangle of lies. And then when he finally was able to come out, I think like he 
he started crying because it's like Grace immediately accepted him. There was no yeah. judgment. She was like, oh, that's great. And he's like, that's great? Like, <laughs> he, he was... He I was, didn't realize that emotions could be tied to this other than negative ones. Yeah, he... that And that's why I love that scene so much because, like, I remember reading it and just being like, oh, my God. Like, I was just so shocked that... Because I thought for sure that he was, like, still after her. Like, I thought, I thought that the love triangle was going to turn because we had Hudson incorporated in we've had love square yeah i was like is this going to be jackson flint and hudson now so yeah but um when when flint kind of looks longingly at jackson after jackson kind of comes out of the you know whatever comes into the the stadium with everybody else right before the game and Grace looks and kind of trails Flint's eyes and sees where he's looking and realizes like, oh, shit, this is who th- Jackson is, the other guy that Flint's been talking about that, you know, is emotionally unavailable. Just the way that she says it, like, it still gives me like those neck goosebumps when I read it because it's just it's so sad to think back to all of the scenes where Flint has been looking at Jackson and watching Jackson and, you know, acting, almost acting like he's flirting with Grace, maybe to try to get a reaction out of Jackson. And then it just, like, it all makes sense. Like, and then you realize how freaking sad, like, it is that he's had to watch from afar. I also like the reason, so the way that Grace interacts with Flint afterwards isn't so much uh i'm the reason that his love was never reciprocated um she doesn't blame jackson she doesn't blame herself she doesn't blame flint she does she just goes and suddenly gets very uncomfortable and awkward with pdas with jackson in front of him but at the same time i'm like you've been uncomfortable with pdas and private pdas this entire book so nothing's really changed. <laughs> yeah, it's good that she's being more conscious, though. Just like, you know, if if you were in like a friend group and I don't know. There was somebody who like at one time like had dated your husband. And then you immediately like got with him, but you were still friends with that person. Like, would you not like at least attempt to. You know. Be at, considerate. Yeah. I mean, there are some people who are like, no, I'd slobber all over my husband in front of <laughs> I think I think that it just depends on the situation, I guess. But yeah. I think that it Yeah. That, I also noticed that Flint never asked her to keep it to herself. He did say that he was that she was the only one that he'd told though. So But it wasn't like a um you know that sort of barrier of trust is that when somebody tells you a secret, they kind of just assume that you're gonna tell your husband. And they have to, they specifically have to say, don't tell anyone. Yeah. But he didn't because he knew that she wouldn't. Yeah. I think that he confided in her because he knew that she wouldn't say anything. And he knew that everybody was about to find out anyway, because 
Luca's at the game. Like, he said that he knows that everybody's about to find out anyway. Yeah. But it wasn't just about Luca, who we haven't found out yet, mm-hmm. I don't think, in this. It, by the way, guys, <laughs> that's Luca. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, but also that he's been in love with Jackson this entire time. Grace probably could have told Jackson. Not that it would have changed anything, but it probably would have been something that Jackson could have used um, in order to help, like how he behaved and acted around Flint following. But she doesn't. He doesn't find out ever, does he? Um, Like it doesn't come out in one big revelation. Not that we see... It's just a secret. It's just something that he's like, yeah, this used to happen, and now I don't, I, I don't follow him after a, like like a lost puppy anymore. And then that was the end of the conversation. Yeah. So yeah, it was just nice to 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 read a, read a character that found out it wasn't devastating secret, but it 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 was quite, it was a big secret for for multiple people. Yeah. And for her to find this out, but then do, not do anything with it except adjust her own attitudes to it, that was really nice to read. To hold it. It's 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 like, yeah. okay, I've got this big heavy rock and I don't I don't need you to do anything with it. I don't need you to carry it anywhere with you. I just need you to hold it for a minute until I'm ready to to take it back mm-hmm. and and carry it as well. And I think that that's that's how I see it, because he's got a lot of weight that he's got to carry around because he also. um, Well, I guess that would be a spoiler, so I can't talk about that. (laughs) That's that's covet. That's covet talk. No spoilers. No spoilers. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll hold. Spoily, no spoilers. (laughs) Spoily, no spoilers. Spoily, no spoilers. We need a character. (laughs) We need like a little dragon that pops out. Um, (laughs) Okay, well, I'll, I'll save that for later. So. They go and sit in the stands to watch the first of the people compete, the first teams. And <laughs> Jackson's like, it It works the way human March Madness does. And I'm just like, I, yeah, like, I don't, I, my note here just says me, a football idiot, question mark, question mark, question yep. mark. What the fuck is March Madness? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how March Madness works because I don't know. Yeah, I, I it, me it, neither. It sounds like madness <laughs> to me. March Madness. Well, I'm assuming that several teams play, oh, and a, then they it's um it's a basketball tournament. It's process. Oh, is it? <laughs> I said football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep, it's like it's process. Basketball. Process of elimination, though. Process of elimination type game. Um, yep. I thought that it was like a sports analogy term, whatever you want to call it, for the way that the tournament is like judged. No. <laughs> oh, no. Not like it works like a round robin kind of thing, but no, turns out it's an entire <laughs> tournament mm-hmm. that's already renamed. Whoopsie. Yeah, I, I did well, know that. We've learned things today. Yeah, I knew because I mean that's it's a huge thing here, but I just didn't know like how it worked. But now now the book has taught me something. So it's But a, we still don't know how it works. 
get a game with process of elimination where you end up after a lot of teams compete and win, then the remaining teams, after everybody's competed against each other, they eliminate each other out until there's only one team. But isn't that how all sports? I just, <laughs> yes, except this one is pure madness. It's just, it, it's, it's absolute madness. It's absolute madness and it's not even in March. <laughs> In fact, I have no idea what, what what month this is in. I know. they. We haven't gotten an update on when. I mean, we could nope. probably figure it out since Grace got gargoyled in November and then she was asleep for three months and it's only been... Maybe it is March. <laughs> hey, hey, it might be. November, December, January, February. She would have woke up in March. <laughs> wow. Well, hell. Maybe right. they're playing basketball. We don't know anything. We know nothing. Um, so I, I, I wanted to note that the bracelets, the magical bracelets that they have to wear that keep them from being deaded um, while getting fireballs thrown at them and bitten and clawed and whatever. Um, I have one of those. And Tangle Teen sent me one. It, it's just like one of those like jelly bracelets. But it says Ludarius. I want to see it. I will. I'll I'll send you a picture. (laughs) I want to see it. I will. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Macy putting little star stickers on each of Finn's cheeks. It it gave me life. It that was the best. And you know what's funny is I made that note, and then I'm when I messaged Amber this morning. um, We use Marco Polo, which is like a webcam, like walkie-talkie phone cam walkie talkie where you can send little video messages but i wasn't even thinking that i made this note and i had one of those stupid star sticker things for when you have like a pimple (laughs) and you stick it on your face and i didn't realize it was on my face until i was messaging her and then i i kept i started talking realized that i had a star sticker like on my eyebrow and then i needed to stop what i was saying so i could explain why I was talking to her with a sticker on my face. I think I think you're going to need to put two, one, one in your cheeks now and take pictures, do some selfies for the Instagram. No, I've got a zit. I can't. <laughs> oh. Well, when it disappears, because that could be Wednesday by then. <laughs> Just And, and I, what I really love is that kind of tip bit from that scene, not many people would remember. Mm-hmm the star stickers yeah so you could put them on the cheeks use it as the thumbnail and be like guess what we're talking about today like aubergines nobody would remember what aubergines or eggplants was about no well i mean or consentosaurus it's up- t-rex yeah that one that one's specific the the eggplants are more they are brought up several times during the series though are they in reference to the uniforms just yeah. the uniform yeah oh it's brought up in Covet too that they look like big eggplants, <laughs> but yeah. And then and then Hudson, of course, he like he turns and he's got a sticker on his cheek too, which he had to do himself, yeah, which is adorable. He, he chose that. <laughs> he had to channel his inner sticker lord. <laughs> he's he's very he's in a really good mood. I wonder what he went. Oh, so that's what he went and did. Never mind. <laughs> what? what? I don't you, even know what to like. 
What do, sort through that. What do most boys do when they disappear for several hours before watching a girl do sports? Yeah. Warm up. Uh-huh. And now he's in a great mood. He's got a sticker oh. on his cheek. He has zero ego to make sure that he doesn't act like a macho man. Yeah. Well, you've cracked. <laughs> I've cracked the code. I've got it. He was busy, Amber. He was busy. Uh, he was doing busy. something. <clears throat> um, so I have a question. Okay. What the fuck is funnel cake? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> funnel cake is like, imagine taking donut batter and, right. you, and you put it into a, um, almost like a squeeze bottle and you squeeze it over top of deep fry oil so that you have almost like this cool pattern of donut it you can do like any shapes that you want most people just kind of squirt it into just like a big circle and swirl it but you have like these little itty bitty crispy donut like it's almost like straw but it's one big continuous piece and they just happen to draw these in the catmere academy crust but they're they're deep fried and it's basically like donut but that smothered in strawberries and sugar and like that deep fried just terrible terrible for you food is the worst thing that you could eat before four rounds of intense exercise and then xavier got several gallons of lemonade to pair with it like that you, you, yeah, that's a that is a lot of sugar to digest right before you're about to do exercise, Grace. You should try to get a little bit, ju- just a little bit of protein in there too. <laughs> I've just googled them; they look a mess. They they are very messy, but you get them at like the fair or at um at like carnivals at the circus. They're not like an you, you have to be at like an event. They do them a lot, like you know, events where there's going to be kids. They'll make funnel cakes. Oh. Okay. Usually, it's like on, you You have to like usually walk up to like one of those like food trucks to get a funnel cake. I see. It looks but, like a pancake um, that somebody didn't like make sure was entirely flat. A lumpy it's pancake. Like, <laughs> it's like if you cooked a donut just a little too long and the outside got cr- like cr- kind of crispy, but the inside stayed like fluffy donut consistency. Ew. That's what they taste like. They're very good. It's just they are – they're not something that you could just, like, eat a bunch of. I would I would get sick. <laughs> okay. But next note, Amber, what the hell is a slack-jawed nummy? Because that's what – what did – who did Hudson call – did he call – he called somebody a slack-jawed nummy. I didn't even register it, so I have no idea. Yeah. He – she – so Grace heard – Hudson mumble something about H- Hudson called somebody a slack-jawed nummy. So slack-jawed, do you know, know what slack-jawed yeah, that's yeah? yeah. That tends to be for somebody who doesn't keep their mouth shut. Yeah. Um, and numby, not nummy. Num- numby. So nummy, I suppose you could use as like something that has no pain, but as as a... Insult, I would say, numby, um, which is, we just like making stuff up, okay? Like, <laughs> like you could call anybody 
anything and in said in the right tone, the right intonation, you know it's an insult. And you would also know that it's praise. Like, oh, you absolute belter. Stupid grumble. Exactly. <laughs> Just make shit up. Say it with a British accent and it will be uncanny. No one will even know that you're from anywhere else. I mean, what was that word? What was that word? I I sent you a Marco Polo like two nights ago. We were watching some. uh, We were we were watching some British guy on YouTube. I don't even remember what the video was or what he said. But I Marco Poloed you at like one a.m. to say, Amber, what does this word mean? Uh, That meant um, great or like big or or whatever. I can't remember. Um, There's 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 a word in Somerset where I grew up, and it was girt. It's spelled G-E-R-T, Gert. And you can say like, oh, that's Gert Lush. And Ew. that means like, that is like really, but you say like, oh, it's a Gert big, which is like a really big. <laughs> I found out that Scott, where he's from, say bear. So if you've got a lot of money, you say you've got bear money. We just that make shit like- up. I would literally, you can just make shit up and most people just go, all right, I, I didn't, I understood 90% of that. Sure. <laughs> Did you, have you, not to, not to, you know, move too far away from the podcast, but uh, uh, Johnny Depp calling uh, when he was pointing out the whole uh, Amber Heard pooping in the bed, he said that he dropped a, she dropped a grumpy. Yep. And I, I, lo- I just, I lost my mind at that choice <laughs> of words in, in a high pressure court situation, just choosing not to say defecated, like he said, she dropped a grumpy. I, 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 <laughs> she I, dropped I, a I, fat I, deuce. She dropped a grumpy. It uh, reminds, but, it reminds me of the, uh, the, oh, again, back to South Park, the South Park episode <laughs> where they just not start naming different <laughs> names for poo. <laughs> we're we're, we are children guys i i I am 30 years old and i still laugh every time (laughs) somebody calls poop by a funny by a funny name but um so hudson starts explaining how this game is played right now she's she grace is in the stands eating her funnel cake literally about to go play the game and Hudson is just now explaining how this game is to be started. Yep. Like, what? I think they want themselves to fail. They're not prepping her. I think that they just assume she isn't going to do anything. They're just like, okay. Well, I think can- that comes out when um, Jackson names Flint as team captain he's like are you serious like you're team captain like there's no other name for it you are team captain and when uh, flint goes to do his like pep talk before the game and they were like jackson you do this and you you do this and then they turn to grace and go you um (laughs) (laughs) don't die stand over here just the way the flint just kind of goes you um just be your secret weapon i like that's what you tell a child yeah, that's what you tell a child when they think that they're helping you. You are a secret weapon. You are crucial to this task. Everything that you do is paramount to our success, even if you, you do nothing. 
you are important. You are special. You are valued. You are valuable. <laughs> Stay the hell out of the way and stand over here. <laughs> Do not move. <laughs> Even if the ball is coming your way, just let it fall to the ground. <laughs> let a more capable paranormal grab it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I We got another fantastic blimp reference where they were saying they were referring to how many flyers that they had on the team because they've yeah. got flint they've got eden they've got grace and they included jackson in there and hudson points out once again that he doesn't fly he floats and then he says too bad there's a roof on this place if we were lucky he could just float away and i just imagined like the physics of a balloon caught in the wind <laughs> with like the little string hanging on it just how it floats <laughs> up into the sky just imagining yep. jackson just <laughs> and there's just a sad child underneath him like oh <laughs> i just thought i thought it was really funny when grace is clearly trying to like not laugh have you ever been in a situation where like you can't laugh yes you are not allowed to laugh and yet the funniest thing has happened and it doesn't even have to be that funny but your brain is going, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. And therefore, <laughs> it is even harder to stop yourself. And the problem is, it's an involuntary thing. No one consciously thinks about laughing to a joke. You can absolutely fake laugh, but you cannot stop a genuine laugh. It will just come out. And it just bubbles <laughs> from the lips. <laughs> just a blah, 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 blah. That's that's the worst as a parent when my child does something absolutely just idiotic, but it's funny. And she's really upset about it. But it's one of those things that I know that she'll laugh about it later. But in that moment, she is furious. <laughs> and I just I, I'm just like <laughs> trying so hard. Not she thought she was convinced because I, I, you know what? There's, there's the Easter Bunny. There's Santa Claus. There's the Tooth Fairy. Okay, but she was convinced that we had a leprechaun that would come every St. Patrick's Day, and I, I perpetuated this because she thought that, and I would leave her gifts from the leprechaun every year. Except she's ten years old now. This year on St. Patrick's Day, we decided to break it to her that there's no leprechaun. It's me that's been leaving her leprechaun gifts um, every year, and. She, her little face crinkled up and I watched her eyes rim over with tears and I could feel that she felt really dumb. And I was just like, no, come here. It's okay. And <laughs> like, I could see that she was getting really upset, but I couldn't stop. Laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, like the Santa Claus thing, like. All the other children perpetuate it as well. But the leprechaun? Nobody else I, I, has a leprechaun. <laughs> She's the only child with one. I know. I know. She. I don't know where it came from either because I didn't start it. I just thought, I thought it was cute. I was like, oh. But when she's 10 years old and she's like going to school and like, She's got older boys. They're like, bruh. <laughs> but anyway. I yeah. like to think of her going to school and just going, well, I got my gift from the leprechaun. What did you get? And everybody's like, fucking leprechaun. <laughs> and she's like, well, I don't know what you did this year to make him not want to leave you a gift. <laughs> she, was, she was starting to get suspicious anyway. So it's like, uh, 
you know. Well, so when, because um, we, we stayed over right when you were doing Elf on a Shelf every morning. And I remember you just like at 1 a.m. You're like, fuck, forgot the Elf. <laughs> so we'd have to come up with a sudden like, what do we do for the Elf? What do we do for the Elf? We should point out real quick that if you have kids in the room, <laughs> maybe make them leave. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to ruin the magic for anybody. We've we've but had yeah. a month from hell. And I think these podcasts are a way of us going, do you know what? We just, we talk about rubbish. We're reading silly books. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about silly things. Yeah. We're talking about things that don't matter because they're supernatural things. So therefore. Everything's canon. Yeah. <laughs> Elf on the Shelf is canon. Leprechauns are canon. Okay. It's all canon. <laughs> um i bet hudson so, had an elf on the shelf i bet he did he has a he well jackson has a horse on the shelf <laughs> which is like elf on the shelf do you reckon that they they would not be like christmas elves though they would be like supernatural elves like they're like lord of the rings like beautiful elves and they're just you just but walk out and there's a, yeah there's like a dude just sitting on your shelf like with his <laughs> knees like crammed up <laughs> Thank God you're awake. It's just helping yourself to cereal. Sup? Like. <laughs> 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 it's like a Cheerio is the size of a donut for him. <laughs> so during this whole thing, like everybody else on the team, they're so caught up in their own excitement. Jackson's like, I am so excited. I finally get to play Lou Dares. And... Like, everybody's just like, you know, oh, man, this shit's going to be crazy. Ha ha, hope we don't die. <laughs> and Hudson's the only one who's taking the time to, like, talk directly to Grace and make her laugh. And he's, like, doing silly things. He does, like, the, the he tells her to break a wing and she gets all upset. And he's like, no, I said it in a break a hip context. Break a leg. Or a break a leg context. And then he tells her to break a hip. Because she's like, what am I, like 90? And then as she's going out to the field, he says, break a hip. But it makes her <laughs> smile yep. and laugh. So he's like the only one who's doing anything helpful right yep. now. As always. Um, so also like, He's not really cheering during the game either. He's nowhere. And I think no, that that is him giving her all of his power. Like, he doesn't want to leech anything from her, so he just kind oh. of retreats. Good theory. I figured yeah. that he was just shutting up because she told him that she needed to – she said, shut up now, I need to focus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we, we is, know that, like, it's draining her and Jackson the more he yeah. does. So, therefore, I was like, oh, maybe he's just kind of going, if I take a back seat, you're going to have more power to be able to do whatever you need to do on the field. Yeah. And I mean, she ends up, she, the game, it's like, it's hard to describe these games in a podcast, but she obviously, she ends up being the key, the key element that helps to win the game because she passes the the ball to Xavier at the last minute. And he's ultimately the one who, um, you know, crosses, but she, without her, they, they likely wouldn't have, have won. And yeah, Hudson was quiet the entire time, and it it was Grace right at the end that made it possible for the team to win. So that's a that's a good theory that he was feeding her energy the whole time. But I, I just liked how this whole like this whole scene when she realizes that she can get the ball, like she's 
she's just like, oh, my God, I'm helping. I'm helping. I'm helping. <laughs> like, because that's that's how I would feel if I was like, you know, would you pass the ball if you thought that you had the opportunity to win a game as as, you know, non sporty as we both are? Or would you go ahead and pass it? To it depends give some- on how sure the win was. Like, if if it was really easy and I knew, like, I'm not going to look like an absolute tit if I get <laughs> this in. You know what I mean? Like, if, you, yeah. if you've if you got, like, a line open and but you still then have to run a very long time and you think, yeah, but could I cost our team the win by taking this for myself knowing I'm probably not the best candidate? Yeah. Then I would throw it to somebody else. But even that, I'd probably cock up and miss the throw. And then, like, completely fluff the throw. I was wide open. (laughs) What were you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not very good at Um, sports. So do you want to get into spoilers? Because I've got got a few, and I think you've got some, too. Yes. All right. All right, so it, you've actually got the the first spoiler. So Grace says that Jackson sometimes gets jealous when she hangs out with Flint, and I thought that was interesting. Oh, uh, you know what? That went uh, and I was reading it, looking for Jackson and Flint things, and that went completely over my head because yeah, the- I. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I I read it. I read it like I read it as Tra- you know, as Tracy probably intended. As Cause, yeah, because a guy doesn't get jealous over you hanging out with a guy, because then he will just try and take him more instead of. You know, do you know what I mean? He'd be like, "Well, instead of you hanging out with Flint, why didn't you come out and hang out with me?" He doesn't. He just gets all like bristly anytime she suggests that she should go hang out with Flint. And then he's like, well, I'll join you. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, mm, is it Grace that you want to be near or Flint? Yeah. Which, I don't know. That I mean, sentence just like landed differently for me reading it through the second time. Yeah, time. and it went totally over my head. I thought I was just thinking that maybe Grace was misinterpreting the signals, which I mean, she would be misinterpreting them, but. I wasn't taking it as Jackson was jealous because he would he wanted to cozy up with Flint. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and the way that it also said that the bond wouldn't snap into place until they were aware of their sexuality. Maybe Jackson isn't yet. That's true too, because even in even in court, like there there are definitely definitely clues that they were that that jackson was uh feeding off of flint yep and hanging out with him more um like cozying up to him um being comforted by him as well because obviously he's going through a hard time Mm -hmm. um new heart and all that (laughs) he's his like heart transplant support crew this flint yeah it's almost it's almost like jackson i don't know it's like Maybe Tracy's going to write it as, because Flint came out, you know, relatively smoothly, but maybe 
because Jackson comes from kind of a, an abusive like upbringing, maybe Jackson is a little bit more nervous to be open. Yeah. About his sexuality. Maybe he's more afraid of judgment because Flint came from a loving family with loving parents who who accepted him. I mean, he was nervous about about telling them, but even even Yuri had said something about like knowing that it had always like Jackson it always had it always, always been, been him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But maybe Jackson doesn't feel as confident yet. And maybe Tracy wants to write it so that she she doesn't just kind of make it seem like, oh, coming out is always going to be this seamless, you know, perfect thing. Maybe she wants to also portray that sometimes it's okay to take your time and to not just jump straight into it. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, what I had said was the these chapters really confirm my suspicion that Jackson and Flint were supposed to be mated, um, but the mating bond crafted by the blood letter between Jackson and Grace maybe prevented that magic from being able to take hold. And that because Flint still feels it. Flint says that he knows like in his bones that he's supposed to be mated to Jackson. But maybe yeah, just it's because almost- his just because Jackson was un- unable to create another bond doesn't mean that the person that he was supposed to create a bond with wasn't aware of it. Yeah. Um, and the way that Flint says that it um it's almost like he wasn't able to let the magic just open up and let the bond be accepted and mm-hmm. that's exactly pretty much what the blood letter said would happen is that they just it wouldn't work it wouldn't let him until he had had that bond with grace and so flint flint would flint can feel the full like impact of it and the pain of it yeah, but Jackson is just kind of he's kind of numb to it. He's oblivious to it. He might have like some feelings because he kind of shows them, you know, he he's definitely he admires Flint from afar, but at the same time, he's obviously crazy about Grace, which you know, that's the the mating bond being in place there. So, yeah. Um I hope that I hope that we get more answers in cherish because i was hoping that we got them in court and i mean we did we got some but jackson and flint haven't gotten the the happy ending that i've been waiting for and i hope that we get that like in the in cherish Mm. because we won't get it in charm obviously (laughs) no unless she also works that out because hudson might have had a different perspective of watching his brother growing up knowing that he was probably gay that's yeah that's true too i mean unless unless jackson hasn't hasn't let anybody on to it no but then he he would have also seen him interact with flint as well but then he, they didn't grow up together did they so no they don't they have didn't. the normal sibling relationship because they were they were separated yeah yeah so yeah the that's the next the next note is mine <laughs> And um, it, Flint says, like, a few times the mating bond even snaps into place between more than two people. And I was like, if Tracy doesn't write a smutty supernatural spinoff about a reverse harem, I'm going to be well disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> just pick one person from the school, could be completely just pointless person within the school, and they get a bond between, like, two or three 
Oh, yes. Do it. That's going to be Remy's story. Oh, Remy. Get a sexy, sexy Southern, <laughs> sexy Southern threesome. With his, like, pride of women. <laughs> well, he's lost, he's lost Calder, so. But I think that this was supposed to be about his school, like, growing up. Maybe. I think that, I think that we're getting his, like, back story. Did he go to school? I thought he was born in a prison. They have schools. Oh, you're right. I thought that you're right. He wouldn't have gone to school because he was born in the prison. But they did refer in the in the like. Um, hold on, darn it! I've got it in a Trello card Gosh, somewhere. Darn it. Okay, I've got it. So it says when mysterious warlock Remy Bo 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 Bo, Bo, Bo name enters a deadly academy for rogue paranormal secrets are everywhere and nothing is as it seemed for the filling new spinoff series okay so he's going to a school he's gonna go to a school which means that calder is dead remy is sad he's going to a deadly academy for rogue paranormals he's gonna meet up with cam and kill him oh oh yeah because because cam is in the bad the bad boys school yeah. <laughs> he's in the yeah. correctional facility <laughs> the correctional facility yeah yeah i wonder why he's going to the school he has to have a reason for going um like what's his motive for going to a school well he i mean he he could just be like i was born in a prison <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna what, what is that program with the program where they get like prisoners to talk to children <laughs> Beyond Scared Straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to sit there in an it. orange jumpsuit in a chair with his legs spread wide, his arms on the, the thigh, and just go, this is my experience of being in a prison. We made Amber watch Scared Straight when she was here. It was you think you're it. tough? <laughs> Give me your shoes. <laughs> yeah. They made <laughs> making these these kids crying because... <laughs> It's awful. These these kids, though, they're awful. They, like, beat on their moms and stuff. They take them into prisons and make them talk to inmates. And I mean, it, it works. Uh, uh, an astounding amount of those, you know, it'll tell you at the end whether or not the the kids improved. And a lot of them do. A lot of them don't, but a lot of them do. So I, it must it must work. Um, so my last note is that big, big court spoilers here. As if we haven't had a bunch of those already. But Nuri holds the comet and is holding it up over her head and um, to, to start the game. And the crowd goes wild. And Grace doesn't get it at first. But then Hudson explains that normally the, the longest that anybody can hold it is like three seconds. Wait, three seconds? 30 seconds? I don't know, but Jackson said that he could hold it for two minutes without the pain being excruciating. So okay, it was Jackson then, yeah. So two two minutes, you you can't hold it for very long. But um, Nuri ends up holding it for what, like five minutes, and everybody's freaking out, and it it doesn't burn her. So could this now mean since Jackson is now Draxon? Does that mean that he is now heat resistant since he has Nuri's heart? Has he taken on? Is he a fireproof vamp dragon? A dragon? A drampire? Drampire? Maybe. It doesn't. It doesn't seem to be a dragon trait because Flint still struggles to hold the 
comic. Yeah, it's just her. So it's just She's Nuri's heart. So yeah, maybe. Um, also, um, can there be a queen who can't have a dragon? I don't know, and I've I've been wondering if that's going to cause problems. If the circle is going to make somebody else, who's even left in the circle? Um, it's just the werewolf people, the wolves, and the the witches who are rubbish, by the way. Yeah, the wolves and the witches, and if Nuri and Aiden are out, that would mean that Flint would have to take their place, which means Flint would need to get like actually confirm his mating with Jackson, mm-hmm. which would also be the first gay mixed pair as well. Pair. Yeah, because they said, even Grace said that, you know, that there needs to be a what did she say? A kick ass gay dragon couple on the circle, which would mm-hmm. can, kind of confirm what, what Grace has. It has would it would also suggested. make the the addition of Jackson to the circle as a dragon mate more palatable because he is a dragon. And also also he's already a prince. Yeah. Which would leave the slot of vampire king open to Hudson. But he's the gargoyle king. He is the Gargoyle King. So there's going to be, either way, the vampire spot is going to be open unless... Well, it's going to be um, in Isadora, isn't it? Isadora, yeah. Isadora could totally fill that spot and then... With her craziness. Yeah. it would. Be, it's weird that Hudson would be Gargoyle King when he is a vampire. He doesn't want power. Yeah, it's just so he's letting he's letting Grace, the terrible gargoyle queen who has absolutely no clue how to run things, uh, do it all, and then he's just there as the support, like cheerleader, like woo, you go, Grace. That would mean four vampires are on the circle. That's that's kind of monopolizing bit the a circle. bit of a power power trip there. Yeah, because Jackson's still a vampire. He can turn into a dragon, but he's still a vampire. Isadora is a vampire. Whoever who's is she? Did she? Did Isadora? I think, I think it's Remy. Remy, okay. The way that um, they interacted, it felt like Remy knew, but Isadora didn't. Yeah, because okay. Remy can see into the future. And then, and then Hudson is is a vampire, and so that would be four vampires, three witches, one gargoyle, one dragon. And then the wolves. Who, well, one and a half dragons. One and a half dragons. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did you have anything else? That was everything. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening. This episode ran a little longer, but I think that I think this was fun. We had a fun <laughs> one today. Lots of fun things. Um, yeah, guys, make sure that you check the uh, the Crave the Book Podcast YouTube channel. If you search Crave the Book Podcast on YouTube, you should find it because every Sunday you get a new ASMR. I, I posted the Ludares on Saturday um, just because I was so excited about it. But <laughs> feel yeah, don't, free don't to... Don't listen to the, the uh, post that has just been posted in the Wolfpack either. <laughs> Because that says that it will be the last one, but that was from last year. Yeah, I don't. That was from that was from 
No, it was early February. I don't know. I don't know why that one just now got approved. It must have got pushed pushed to the bottom of the pile. But yeah, I don't know. Brittany, Brittany's busy. She was she's been really active in the group today, so she must have just been trying to do some cleanup. And she was like, "Oh crap, there's an episode I didn't or I uh, a post I didn't approve." So um, but before anyway. we go, do we want to talk yeah. about the pushback of the book? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have the the dates on hand? I will go get them whilst you fill up the silence. Okay. Um, So a couple days ago, Tracy announced that, unfortunately, the books have both been pushed back. Charm has been pushed back because she is not completely finished with it. And um, she would have been finished with it in time for the launch date, but her mother passed away. I've spoken to Tracy personally a couple times um, on Instagram, and her mother was in hospice care and hadn't been doing very well, uh, you know, for those who are unaware, hospice is your final stage before you pass away. You you go into hospice chair or care right before you're going to pass away. They help to, to make things more comfortable. Exactly. Um, so her mother, I believe, was living at home with Tracy and Tracy was caring for her. So that already had to be insanely hard. Um and then, and then her mother passed away, and Tracy was expected to still like hit all these book deadlines and write what is ultimately a. I'm assuming Charm is going to be a, a happy, a happy story, and trying to write a happy story when you're that upset, and not, and not not knowing what to do with yourself after someone that you've been taking care of for so long has passed away, it's got to be hard for her. So Charm got pushed back, which also pushes Cherish back, and obviously that will also push Remy's stories back as well we didn't have a date for remy's story um oh no we did it was september 27th 2022 but that one will likely not come out until 2023 as well so amber do you have the dates for them uh i do but i feel like they're wrong i feel like they're still the old ones so i'm going on to entangled teens website to check because it says 26th of july 2022 for charm um that's correct. That's correct. So, yeah, Charm has been pushed back two months because it was supposed to Which, be this month. That's not that's not that long. I believe and, that if you go to catmereacademy.com, you can find um, the release date. Yes. And uh, Cherish was expected to be on the 8th of November, but it's been pushed back to 2023. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what All day. Right. But for all of the updates, guys, if you need updates on Crave, you can find them all located at the uh, the new website, catmereacademy.com. Ooh. So I'll, I, I like it. There's lots of lots of updates. They've got a merch store. It's pretty, pretty nifty. But all right. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for hanging out. And uh, as long as this episode works correctly, unlike last week's, we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.